You know, one of the things that we looked at was supplier adoption. The hot quartile performers had a much higher adoption rate of the technology with their suppliers than what we saw in others. We also saw greater degrees of spend visibility. And it wasn't just the quantity of the visibility, but it's the quality of that visibility as well in terms of their ability to engage through dashboards and other types of interfaces. What this lead to is higher degrees of spend cost savings and reduction within those organizations. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on a journey to world-class performance. Which purchase-to-pay software solutions deliver the greatest value to companies? On today's Business Acceleration Podcast, we'll be discussing findings from our new market intelligence service research which uses our comprehensive benchmarks as a starting point to provide a unique level of guidance to companies considering new software implementation. Joining me for the discussion is the Hackett Group Principal and Global Procurement Advisory Practice Leader, Chris Sawchuk, Director of Finance Transformation, Rick Gardner, and Principal in our Market Intelligence Practice, Andy Warzeka. Chris, Rich, and Andy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Chris, why don't you lead us off by by telling us a little bit about why Hackett chose to do this study? Gary, it's a phenomenal question, and I'll tell you why. I think most people will look at this and say, well, Hackett, why are you studying an area that has been assessed and studied by so many over many, many, many years? And, And as you look at this, it was really an opportunity for us to take a look at what has already been done in the marketplace. And I like to say, take a new approach. And not just something that obviously this study is focusing on purchase to pay, but it's something also that we're going to take a new approach as we look at other areas in the whole source to pay, as well as other dimensions of the GNA infrastructure of a company. Now, fundamentally, what we did and what we set out to do here is to really understand the performance impact of these P2P solutions on those organizations that deploy them and also utilize them within their environments. Once we could understand that, the question then becomes, are there differences between these different types of solutions in terms of the impact they are having on those that actually utilize those solutions? And once we understand, is there variability there then we can start to understand what is driving those differences. And so in summary, what I would say is that we've really just to take a different approach to looking at the impact of these technology solutions on those organizations and really look at the actual performance impact on their ability, and in this case, to execute the purchase to pay process within their organizations. Very good. Very good. Andy, what is it about our study that is truly unique and different from from what other people might have done in the market beforehand? Yeah, thanks. And as was alluded to earlier, there's been a, a number of studies that are existing out there looking at the vendors and their capabilities. We certainly take a look at the capabilities and the strategies from each of the providers in this analysis. But more appropriately, 
it is really looking at the value that the end user clients are achieved coming out of these studies. So it's important to recognize that the drill downs into is the deployment being delivered on time? Is it being delivered on budget? Is it meeting the business case and the objectives that were originally intended? That's where we differentiate. We also are spending a lot of effort in terms of the performance metrics and benchmarking studies that Hackett has accumulated over many, many years of expertise working with clients. And we're using that information to put things in context in the analysis. So as we go a little bit deeper here, you're going to find that benchmarking information, looking at top providers versus average, and what does that mean for an average size company, and where should you be focusing in terms of your own deployments of this technology in your organizations, or what should you be looking at to improve it? Rick, can you talk a little bit about kind of the approach we took and the level of rigor that was involved? Yeah, yeah, Gary. It was definitely an extensive process that we went through, actually starting at the beginning of the year as when we started the approach. We were, I think, very fortunate to get a lot of time and a lot of insights directly from the solution providers themselves and or research that we did to kind of fill in the gaps uh, where we didn't have direct contact. But the, the focus there, we wanted to get to know their strategies, their capabilities, their functionality and also where they're investing in the future. This is a space, even though there's a lot of experience and solution maturity, there's also a lot of change, uh, a lot of new systems to integrate into and a lot of new investments being made. So we were fortunate to have that as one key component, but I was even more excited about the, the work we did was really the fact that we got to speak and or survey over 130 customers as part of the process, which is really our audience, procurement leaders, P2P process leaders, shared service leaders, implementation experts. They helped us understand really the journey that they took, in some cases a fairly short journey, in some cases multi-year, multi-stage journeys, what their objectives were, and really we're, as Chris mentioned, were they getting value out of the solutions, whether directly in terms of the digitization or the extended value into their service delivery models? And quite frankly, we also got to hear where there were some areas of opportunity where they might have fell short and what were the reasons for that. So it really gave us a, a really balanced view with a customer-centric perspective. The other thing that we wanted to do was make sure that we also factored in the experience we had from our broader subject matter expert team, the teams on the ground that implement, help select, help companies optimize the solution. So those were a lot of the key inputs that fed into, in the end, the model, the analysis, and kind of the way we, as Andy mentioned, correlate back to the benchmark performance metrics that really drove the output that we looked at. Chris, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. What sets this research apart is the real quantification of value realization. What are some of the key metrics and takeaways there? There's a number of areas that I would say that really highlighted some differences in the, the population that we looked at. Rick highlighted that there was a, a more significant population of customers of these solution providers that we 
went out to and 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 spent time with to understand the impact of the solutions on their environments in purchase to pay at those organizations. You know, some of the things that we were looking at, you know, not only included the value that is actually being realized out of them, but we also wanted to get insights in terms of the return on investment. Many of these organizations, as they go into the implementation of some of these solutions, whether it be in source to pay or another area, they have targets, they have objectives for that implementation. They have business cases that they've put together. So one of the things that we wanted to understand is how are they doing against those targets that they set for the realization of value within their organizations? Did it meet? Did it not meet? Did it exceed what those internal targets were? The other thing that's really been important in organizations is the speed by which we can go out and actually implement and deploy the solutions. We're in an environment where speed at our companies is becoming more and more important. The speed by which we can get to market is absolutely essential and is creating competitive differentiation between companies. So the speed by which you can implement and deploy and engage with these solutions with these environments become very critical. And so one of the things that we were also looking at is the speed to value, the implementation timeframes, the training that has to be done to ensure that the population of users within those environments are actually adopting these solutions. But from an overall standpoint, one of the things that we looked at is just the value that was realized. You know, you can look at value in a lot of different ways, and I've described some of those, you know, whether it's in the adoption of the technology, whether it's the impact on the spend of that organization. Are we getting better visibility to that, which allows us to drive better spend reduction or other sourcing opportunities within our environment? Are we getting better insights and being able to manage the complexity of the compliance on a global basis, the compliance and regulatory environments that we all have to deal with? Are we gaining the intelligence and the data is necessary to serve and to enable the expanding and emerging area around generative AI? Are we creating a much more automated environment? And also, as I mentioned just recently, was the speed of our organizations. Are we able to enable a faster clock speed within our enterprises? So let me just share a couple of different examples. You know, one of the things that we looked at was just that supplier adoption and spend visibility. You know, when we looked at these organizations, what we found, and as Rick highlighted, we looked at organizations that what we call top performers, the top quartile organizations in each of a number of different areas. And what that allowed us to do is look at these top performers and then compare that to the rest of the population, the other 75%. Of organizations and did we see differences? You know, one of the things that we looked at was supplier adoption, and we saw a difference there. A difference where the organizations that were top quartile performers had a much higher adoption rate of the technology with their suppliers than what we saw in others 68% versus 44%. We also saw greater degrees of spend visibility within these organizations, much compared to their legacy types of solutions. And it wasn't just the quantity of the visibility, but it's the quality of that visibility as well. 
in terms of data structures, their ability to engage with that visibility, with that spend through dashboards and other types of interfaces. What this does lead to is higher degrees of spend cost savings and reduction within those organizations. In this case, we were looking at higher degrees between that population that had higher degrees of supplier adoption, higher degrees of spend visibility, also correlated to a higher degree of cost savings, 1.1% higher than the rest of the population. Another thing that we looked at, and I mentioned the importance of speed and cycle times, we looked at approval cycles. And when you look at the purchase to pay process, one of the things that you're doing within that process is to create purchase orders from requisitions and then have those approved to go out to the particular supplier or suppliers that you're engaging with. And what we saw in these top quartile organizations was that they were able to have a cycle time that was 1.3 days faster than what we saw in the rest of the population. At the same time, if you look at the back end of this process and look at invoice processing and approval, we saw a reduction of 3.5 days in the top quartile performers versus everybody else. So what does that do for you? You know, one of the things it does for you is to increase the accuracy ensuring that you are paying your suppliers on time to ensure that we are developing relationships and can build on those relationships with our suppliers in the fact that we are able to ensure a good transactional relationship that can then augment itself into other areas. The fact that it gives us the flexibility and the ability to be able to take advantage of early pay discounts, to be able to have that speed that allows us to be able to go do that. 32% improvement in early pay discounts with that top quartile performers in this overall study itself. The last area that I would highlight is just the whole area in terms of PO adoption and automation. One of the things that we saw in these top quartile organizations is that the adoption of utilizing POs, purchase orders within their environment, 92% for the top performers versus 76% for everyone else. At the same time, it's looking at not only adopting and using POs, but also ensuring that we're not necessarily manually from a human involvement engaging in those POs as well creating what we call a touchless process, 73% versus 48%. So again, what does that do for us? One of the things it does for us is just looking at the cost of actually going through the transactions, the cost of a transaction, 29% lower cost for those top quartile organizations than what we see in the rest of the population. So overall, Gary, to answer your question, lots of different benefits. One of the things that we really wanted to do is quantify the benefits as we look at a number of different dimensions. And I didn't cover all of the dimensions, but certainly covered some of the key ones that we actually explored during our overall research. Rick, what can you tell us about the way the solutions providers differentiated themselves from one another? Well, Gary, I think Chris hit on a lot of the topics that I would probably call out, but Probably the piece that I would add, strategically, a lot of the companies, the solution providers did align 
to some of the key themes that Chris just mentioned. So I would say in terms of things like adoption and spend visibility in, I'd add channel coverage and breadth to that. You know, the companies like Coupa and GEP and Ivalua and Jagger, they focused and kind of excelled in those areas, really making sure they were able to get all venues of spend, whether that was from simple and direct to complex procurement or research spend within their channels. Others focused more on that speed to value component. So Bazware, Kissflow, Quadient, they focused on being able to get a smaller scope of support up in much more rapid timeframe. And other specialty areas like Bazware, where they focused on uh, global invoice management capabilities. Some other organizations like Oracle and SAP that enable a lot of efficiency and broader capabilities just as part of their broader footprint and integration. So I think those things, coupled with what Chris mentioned, really set some of the differentiating capabilities of the solution providers. Andy, can you focus a little bit on key digital enablement drivers and, and speak to that a bit? Sure. And, and let me just start by saying, not just in this space, but uh, across the board, there's been a very large push by the vendor community around AI technologies of all kind. Specifically, generative AI is top of the news today, but machine learning and other techniques for being automating business process rules or other techniques. In the purchase to pay space, there's no exception in that every vendor we spoke to in this space has a strategy. There are several that actually have customers that are in the deployment cycles of that technology. So I think in this area, we're at the cusp of a transformation and a broad-based transformation, not just in purchase to pay, but really across the, the software provider space in general. But in this area, we are at the early stages of starting to see some of that transformation to come to fruition. Too early to actually put benchmarking numbers behind this, but it's coming and it's coming quickly as a lot of the providers, as I said, are really transitioning from just strategy in this area to actually having customers in live deployments becoming operational. Andy, this is our most recent research piece from the market intelligence group. What else do we have coming up? Well, we've got a concerted push and there's a few studies that are currently in process so right now we have the finance and accounting outsourcing study that should be released literally in the next several weeks. We also have enterprise performance management, which is a review of the software vendors playing in that space. And we're just kicking off studies around human capital management and human resources outsourcing. So there's a number of studies that are currently in play. We have a few more that'll be planned. We will introduce a calendar sometime in December around our 2024 agenda, but we do plan to continue a push in producing news as we believe we've got a unique approach that will provide value to our customers. Chris, just as a final question, what actions should our listeners take? Where should they look? What's the low hanging fruit here? I would say the first thing that I would expect listeners to do is to understand that there is an impact of the technology solutions on their environments. And as part of that, you know, part of what the study really tried to uncover is what's driving that type of impact. What are the things that these providers are doing 
differently that's allowing them to have what's most important differences and variabilities on their impact on the things that are important to our enterprises, our procurement organizations, and then understand that and then build that into your plans as well as your business cases. The other thing I would say is that even in a space like P2P, I made a comment earlier on that this is a mature space. We've studied it for many, many years, but we're finding differences even today as we start to look at the actual impact on the organizations, those customers of the solution providers and the impact on their environments. But I think the other thing is to look forward. Andy made a comment in terms of emerging technologies, emerging areas that we have to consider. Even though P2P has been an area, you would could argue that within the whole source to pay space, it's one of the more mature areas from a technology standpoint, been around for a long period of time. But there are new technologies that are emerging, specifically around artificial intelligence, machine learning, and more specifically, generative AI that are going to have an impact in this area. What I would suggest to all of you is that you stay abreast of these. Start to think about not only the technology that you have, but as you consider these augmentations with these emerging technologies, how will they benefit you? Get beyond the buzz and really understand how they're being integrated as well as embedded into the platforms that you're using today, or even ones that you're considering in the future. Great stuff, guys. Thank you all for joining us today. Listeners can download a complimentary summary version of this research after registration on our website, and we'll put a link to the download page in the show notes. And look out for future research from our Market Intelligence Service, as we talked about earlier. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com.